Yes, sir. Welcome back for another edition of the Heart World Culture Podcast. You know me, know the voice, know the guys. Me, really real villain, real too real from journey here at your service. And you hear that I am not enthusiastic today. It's because we had a losing day, guys. Well, some people might have, you know, pushed, had a two-and-two day, lost a little bit of juice on some of the plays, but not a good day for the show yesterday. And, I mean, it happens. Like, it happens. You don't have, you're not going to win every single day. And, honestly, I put this loss on me. Because I talked about us having two winning days to start the pot. I should have never said anything. I am an incredibly superstitious person. Like, incredibly superstitious. And so as soon as I said and added that to the social media that we had two straight winning days, I was like, man, I think I just jinxed it. And sure enough, we did kick things off with South Carolina yesterday. And South Carolina had... 16 and a half came in at 16. That hurt. Now, some people actually hit that bet. I guess some people found a 15, 15 and a half. And some people might have lost, like some really lost. They might have had 17. And so I'm chopping it up as an L. It was a great call. They held the girls to, what was it? Was it like 50 something points? Like I said, maybe I should have tried to find a team total under for UCLA. It was yeah, forty three points. I told that sec that second game, Dawn just clicks like it just clicks, and teams that thought they had a chance don't really have a chance. It just didn't get us there over the sixteen and a half. She pulled the starters, and everybody that played significant minutes in like five minutes to go in the fourth, they had a total of nine points in the fourth, and I I was just like, man, all right, you know. So we I watched that one go. What else did we have? We had the Bucks. The Bucks unable to get it done against the Nuggets. Nuggets really, really good road win for the Nuggets. Giannis looked kind of uh, discombobulated that game, and so very, very good game for Jokic. He had a great game, especially scoring wise. He doesn't try to score the ball often. Thirty-one points. I guess he was getting ready for Joel and Bead and company. So thirty-one points for him. Giannis still had 31 too. It was just more, it was just more of you kind of wanted Giannis. Like, I don't know. I thought when I was looking at it, Giannis probably could have walked into a 50 piece in this game just because who was really stopping him from getting inside the lane. So him going about 50% from the field was a little bit, which is good. Like, it's crazy that you get to the point where you're so critical of these players that when they have good games, it's like more, more, more. But I did think I did think that he could have, you know, he could have really, really killed the Nuggets that day. But it is what it is. Bucks take their first ATS loss on the road, and just a really tough trend as an underdog. I didn't even realize they're now two and uh, two and ten. I think it's two and ten. ATS is an underdog this season, so we'll have to watch that for the rest of the season if the Bucks are an underdog anymore. Okay. Let's keep going with the terrible, terrible recap. The 76ers minus one over the Suns. I mean, we even got Joel and B playing in the game. Maxie had 37. It just 
it looked like they had tired legs. I think that the road trip finally was starting to get to them in that game, and they just looked like tired. They really, really looked like tired legs in that one. You have the Devin Booker, who had a pretty solid game, 29 points, 9 for 18 from the field. Bismack Biombo. after I talked all that crap about Bismack Biombo, he comes in 8 for 12, 17 for 13. He has to be listening to me. He has to. I've been talking crap about him all week. And he comes and he has a double-double. So very, very solid team effort. They got a good uh, 16 from TJ Warren off the bench, 14 from Campaign off the bench, 15 from Terrence Ross. Like everybody contributed to that win. So Suns very much needed win without Kevin Durant. And we have the winner. The Utah Jazz are inevitable. I try to say it all the time. The Jazz are inevitable. And here we are where it looked like they weren't going to get this covered. But they find a way. No matter what happens, they find a way. Final score, 121 Kings, 113. They lose by eight. We, we cash the nine and a half. So. That moves the ATS record for the Jazz as an underdog this season to 28-11-1. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get in and out because I actually have to do another show. And I want to get these picks out because, it's well, I think I've picked all the late games here. So it doesn't really matter about early NBA starting for this podcast because I believe everything I picked was late. I have two player props for you and a total in the NBA for you doing three picks. Let's scale it back because what was that? Four picks yesterday. That's really why we had a a rough day. It's because I got a little, I got a little happy, trigger happy, played a little bit too many plays. Let's try to keep it to, um, let's three. We'll, We'll keep it to three. Let's get that confidence back up and then we may ramp it up to four and We'll see, but let's let's keep it to three solid plays and hopefully go three and zero on that slate. Let's get back everything we lost. So first prop on the board, we have six p.m. on the East Coast. The Houston Rockets traveling to the Cleveland Cavaliers to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers are laying fourteen and a half this game. I'm going over to my guy. If you don't know, he is my guy, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley over 17 and a half points in this game. And the thing about Evan Mobley is that JB Bickerstaff has said we have to highlight him on offense. He's a seven foot center that can move with the ball, that can is quick on his feet. He can handle it like a guard. He can get to his spot. He can pull up. He can do all of it, honestly. Like Evan Mobley is a really, really good two-way player. And I think that in the next couple years, he's gonna become one of the best players in the league, to be honest. Like I really, really like Evan Mobley's game. And so this season they have decided, well, over I think it was like the second half of the season, maybe right before a little bit right before All-Star break. And then after All-Star break, he's just been really, really good as well. But Jay Bigstaff said we have to highlight him on offense, and they've been doing that. And he's risen to the challenge and exceeded the challenge and been able to score a lot more, been able to be a really, really good part of that offense and why the Cavs are doing what they've been doing over the past, you know, second half of the season. 
So we look at his line tonight, and it's 17 and a half. And just looking at his two career games he has against the Rockets, he has last year a 36-minute outing, 29 points, 12 rebounds. And then you have this year in January 26, 33 minutes, 21 points, 10 rebounds. So he's been able to score against the Rockets. And when you think about it, there's really no interior defensive threat that you are afraid of. You have Alfred Sangoon, who notoriously gets benched for playing bad defense. Jabari Smith is a pretty solid two-way player, but I think that we – I like the matchup between Jabari Smith and Evan Mobley and Evan Mobley being able to capitalize on that. So it's not really – a rim protector, anything that's scaring me from Evan Mobley being able to get into the post, get inside to the paint and do what he wants to do. So looking at his last couple of games here, last five games, you have 26, 17, 20, 13, 26, and 18 last six games. So four of the last six games, he has gotten over this number. They're at home. They play a lot better at home. I am leaning to Evan Mobley here to get it done for us over 17 and a half points. I think that that is very fair. I think you can even my like, I mean, look at it. He has 21 and 29. You might can even get 20 in this game. And so there's some plus money on 20 plus. So you might be able to get 20 out of this. And uh, I think somebody's on an injury report too. No, no, no. Nobody's on an injury report. All right. So even though full staff, only thing I'm hoping is this isn't a blowout Cleveland's way, and I don't think it is. I think that the Rockets have been playing a lot better ball. They may be able to hang in this one a little bit more. So Evan Mobley's 17.5 points. I like it. Next game on the slate, we have the OKC Thunder traveling to play the Portland Trailblazers. Thunder are laying nine on the road. I almost laid the points with the Thunder. I don't like laying points with the Thunder, though, so I didn't do it because this Portland team is tanking. Like, that's it. I think Dame is – is Dame shut down for the year yet? I, he's out for this one. He might be shut down for the year. You're not going to see Jeremy Grant. You're not going to see Anthony Simons. You're not going to see Yusuf Nurkic. And I actually think I kind of want to add a prop. Just think – I didn't read that injury report beforehand. I think I want to add a prop on the fly. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick because I, I can't find a line for it right now. But if you're listening to this and you find a prop on Shady and Sharp, Shady and Sharp's been playing really well with increased minutes, and this is his opportunity to showcase himself. I think Shady and Sharp can have a really, really good game. But the player that I'm talking about right now is Shay Gilgis Alexander, another one of my guys. I'm just going to, you know, it's Sunday. You don't want to, especially on weekends, I don't handicap as well on weekends because you got all this other stuff. You know, you got weekend activities going on and you may not be digging into the slate as normal. So I just tend to lean to the my guys or the plays that normally feel comfortable with system, like system plays, stuff like that. And so Shea Gilgis-Alexander over 31 and a half points minus 105. I just have a hard time believing anybody in this, like this tanking Trailblazers team, I think is going to have a rough outing in this game, but defensively they are terrible. They're one of the worst teams in the league in almost every single defensive metric that you can find. You're missing four starters, four key starters in this game. 
You don't have any room protection. I mean, Drew Eubanks is the only big man that they have, so you don't have any rim protection. I I just have a hard time believe that SGA is not gonna gonna go crazy in this game. Look at where the Thunder are in the standings, and it's the fact that they need this win, they need a good game, and they need to secure a spot in this play-in. It's like five teams fighting for four spots. No, six teams. It's six teams fighting for four spots in the play-in, and every single game matters. And every single team, I think almost every single team has a game against Portland coming up. And they're just saying, look, we have to handle business here. We cannot not handle business here. So I like SGA to just come in here and have a good game like he normally does. I think SGA, first quarter points prop, he normally always goes crazy in the first quarter. You'll look up and he'll have 10 points in the first quarter. I think that his first quarter points prop is a pretty good prop. But I'm going his points here over 31 and a half. And let's just go through he's first of all he's averaging 30 since the all-star break i believe he's averaging 33 points per game since the all-star break which is insane 31.1 points per game on the season looking at his last few games here you have 20 27 30 so he hasn't and 31 he hasn't hit over this in the last three games but go back you know before that 40 29 35 35 33 38 like he consistently does get over this number. So when I get a few games where he doesn't have, you know, 31, 32, 33, 35 plus points, like that's when I feel comfortable. You know, that belt buy low, sell high on a player. A lot of people see that he hasn't hit that prop in a little while. The market starts to drop on him. The Everybody starts to take the under, thinking it's too many points. No, this is a really, really good matchup for SGA today. I think he goes crazy. So give me SGA over 31 and a half points. And my final play of the day is going to be the... We're going to go to the night game. And that is the Golden State Warriors at home versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. And we're going to target the total here. Total sitting here at 239 and a half. Now, the interesting thing, there's a number of reasons to like this total. First reason is, first thing I see is reverse line movement on the total. There is 60% of the money, 60% of the bets on the under in this game, but the total's gone up four points already. It's gone up four points, and you don't even have injuries like there aren't even injuries coming out saying that, you know, defensive players are out or anything like this. You know, you have a bunch of questionables right now. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, Jalen Noel. Now, Gary Payton II is probable to come back into this game. He has not played with the Golden State Warriors this season. And if you know his situation, he signed with Portland in the offseason. Portland, they said, they said it was like some – he they didn't treat him well or anything. It was like a bunch of conspiracy with his injury in Portland. He ends up getting traded to go to state, and go to state says that you know they didn't disclose this injury history with Gary Payton the second this season, and he might not play this season. And ultimately, Golden State went through with the trade. They treated him correctly. Now he's coming back. It's a really really messy situation. You should look it up. But 
targeting the total in this game and the over that reverse line movement is a good move you look at the golden state warriors they've been an over team this season 42 31 and two to the over this season seven and three in their last 10 games minnesota while they've been 37 and 37 to the over they're seven and three and over in their last 10 games as well and 21 and 15 on the road to the over carl anthony towns is back carl anthony towns is a matchup nightmare for the golden state warriors anthony edwards likes to play golden state He's, I believe he has a 50-piece against Golden State last year. So, Gary Payton II, I don't expect him to automatically turn this Golden State Warriors team, Golden State Warriors defensive team around. Like, I don't. Andrew Wiggins go, having, you know, the issues that he's having and hoping everything is good with him is that he's taken away a, he was a really really solid anchor of what they do defensively and they haven't been good defensively without him they've been terrible actually whether it's on the road whether it's at home they have not been good defensively and so when you look at the size advantage that Minnesota has with Carl Anthony Towns and I guess we'll talk about Rudy Gobert but I I don't know Rudy Gobert. I, he if you know me, you know I'm not a fan of Rudy Gobert. He's just not good, and this is probably one of the worst trades ever. And so, but the Minnesota's been a fade. Like they have not been better defensively with him. And so, I think that the pace for these two teams—they are two of the fastest teams in terms of pace over the past five games. I think the pace is going to keep is going to keep these two teams up and down. I don't think that. They have anything for the backcourt of Golden State is Minnesota. I don't think they have anything to guard the backcourt of Golden State. Jamin Daniels is a really good defender, so I think that he will be able to throw a couple of looks at him, but I still think that, you know, in a combination of Steph, I think I'm on DiVincenzo again today. I, I think I mentioned – did I mention it here or did I mention it on the other show? But Dante DiVincenzo, he's been playing pretty solid. I think he can have a really good game day. Uh, Clay Thompson, you know how streaky he can get. He can always get on fire. Jordan Poole just had that 30-piece game the other day. I, I still like the Golden State Warriors offense. I have questions about their defense. I do. And that defense is really what's gotten them in trouble over the course of this season and why they find themselves at 36, 39 and 36 trying to fight for a, play, a playoff spot and not a play-in spot. And I, th this game means a lot for both teams. 37-37 for Minnesota. These two teams are battling for positioning in the playoffs, battling to make sure they're in the playoffs. I expect both of these two teams – is this primetime? Is this on national TV? Yeah, it's on national TV too. So national TV game, I expect both of these two uh, national TV games for the refs, a lot of whistles. We talked about it with my guy Scott Rochelle on the NBA Gambling Podcast that – on these national TV games, there have been a lot of whistles, like a lot of whistles, a lot of getting to the line and foul and free throws, and it pushes the total over. So I like that this game is on national TV tonight. I am – let me see. Let's look at the – there's one more thing that I like to look at, and it kind of solidifies – uh, my total pick 
even though I already told you I'm on the over, but I like to look at the referee assignment and see how the referees do against the spread to the total. So I'm doing this live, people. Apologize. Let's see here. You got Bill Kennedy. Bill Kennedy is the referee for tonight. Let's see what Bill – we love the crew chief. Let's see what Bill Kennedy is to eat over under. Give me some good news. Give me some good news. Look at that. Good news. He's 30 and 25 to the over. So the crew chief is an over crew chief. Let's see. He averages about 231.2 points per game. You know, that's under where we're at where this total is at, but it still leans over 30 and 25. Let's look at the rest of the refs and see how they are. Trey Maddox, another ref, 27-25 to the over. And let's see. Ray Acosta. So Ray Acosta is the lone under ref. He is 25-21. and 21. 25 and 31 to the under. So you got two over refs, one under ref tonight. But the crew chief, main man in charge, the person that's setting the tone for what the refs are doing tonight, he is way to the over 30 and 25. I like those that opportunity there. So over 230. Look, shop around. Make sure you get the best line, people. Like just because I'm saying a number, it's it may not be the best number that you can find. So 239 is what I have here. That's what I'm going off of. Everybody, check your lines. Make sure you get the best number with this one. All right. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the Hardwood Culture Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to us on wherever you listen to your podcast. I need the downloads. need the listens. Tell a friend. Tell a friend of a friend. Go take your child's phone and just subscribe to it on their iPad or their phone and add an extra download and listen in there. Do whatever. It doesn't matter. Appreciate all the love at HW Culture Pod on Twitter. Follow us there. Other than that, I really have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. I'm just going to end it like this, and we are out of here.